0: TV cast by shift a podcast exploring solar energy and role in place in improving our lives and our planet here's your host Chris Palliser
1: by 2050 solar power is expected to be the world's largest source of electricity and dedicated to helping Canada's transition to solar and other clean energy, is Clean Energy Canada, a climate and clean energy program with the Morris J. Wask Center for Dialogue at Simon Fraser University. Joining me now is Program Manager Evan Pivnik. Hello, Evan. Hi, great to be here. Thanks for joining us, my friend. Uh, Just sum up Clean Energy Canada for us, goals, mission, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, Clean Energy Canada is a, a think tank that works out. We're technically housed in SFU, but we got staff right across the country. And really what we're working on is trying to help accelerate the energy transition so that means working on policy working on communicating with the public with decision makers what exactly is happening out there in the world of energy what you know what are the trends we see globally what are the policies that are needed what do Canadians need to understand about the opportunities and let's try and get ahead of some of the challenges
1: all about education then.
0: Huge focus on education. I think we you know, put at a premium the engaging with Canadians directly. Uh, we try to bring together industry groups. Convening is a big function that we do, so making sure that different industries, different sizes are talking to each other, talking to the government, and then that decision makers are actually hearing what is happening out there, that they know, you know how other countries are reacting to this, what sorts of policies they're putting in place, and what might be best fit for Canada. How did it get started? Just a group of people that wanted to see this change happen? Yeah, it really started with our founder and, and former executive director Maran Smith. So she set up the program as a fellow out of SFU and it's just evolved over time. It's gone through periods of high engagement on climate policy from governments, but it's also gone through periods where there hasn't been that same leadership that we see today. And it's it you know, I think that's one of the things that's most unique about us is we're pretty nimble. We look to focus on solutions and where the opportunities are, where the energy is for, uh, you know, different levels of government. I mean, we've had a big, big focus with BC for a long time, because it has been a leader across multiple different governments. Uh, right now, our work is, is looking quite a, right across Canada, because there's a number of different interesting conversations and in interesting provinces. How do you find
1: the industry in terms of the clean energy industry? I mean, I'm I'm new into solar,
0: so of course I think everyone's going clean energy, but do you find that is a trend across Canada? Yeah, I think actually the last the last couple of years, more so than anything else, has just seen this total shift where it's no longer this conversation about we're doing it for climate policy reasons. It's actually just becoming mainstream economics that this is where it's going. So one of the projects I was most recently involved with on uh, the battery supply chain and how we can secure that here in Canada, one of the most interesting parts is in bringing together big industry, you've got Mining Association of Canada, you've got GM Canada, a representative from them there, The number one thing they're highlighting for making investments in Canada is the availability of clean electricity. That's the number one competitive advantage that they would name for Canada and their top recommendation for what Canada needs to focus on if it wants to continue to see investment. That's a landscape shift from where we were 10 years ago. For sure. And right now, a lot of people are looking at just solar if they're grid-tied because you don't need a battery, but the demand is sure growing. Absolutely. And I think, you know, solar right across the board, whether it's on individual households, whether we start to look at utility scale, uh, solar... You know, it's right alongside and adjacent to to batteries, but at the end of the day where, you know, I look at a province like Alberta that's rapidly becoming, you know, the solar leader in Canada, you know, that's not even a story that I feel like enough people are appreciating just how much solar is getting deployed in Alberta right now.
1: That's interesting because, you know, when you think of
0: Alberta, the the stereotypes that go with Alberta, the oil and gas, and they're looking good for solar. Yeah, I, I think... For me, Alberta is often mischaracterized. They have been involved in the energy industry for an incredibly long period of time, and they've been focused on innovation. And they've got one of the biggest challenges in decarbonizing their grid. They're going to have to make, you know, but, you know, whether it's their electricity grid or their industry, but they're also a province of innovators. Like they, they, they've they, lived in this world for so long. So it's, it's less surprising to me to see that they're, you know, on that, that pointy end of you know where where the energy industry is going, they've got a large hill to climb and it needs to sort of reach a scale that it doesn't elsewhere. So they've still got a long way to go, but it's it's exciting to see what's happening. You
1: like what you do. I can just tell, right? You, you know, you're excited, you're passionate about it. What got
0: you into this and, and what do you enjoy most about your role with Clean Energy Canada? Yeah, I think where I got started with climate was I was actually doing political science at uh, UVic and was trying to figure out what my... What my niche was going to be, you know, what was what was happening, and I read a book uh, by Gwen Dyer, Climate Wars, and it put such an emphasis on how much climate was going to shape the political sort of you know, what we were going to see in politics in the decades ahead. And that was just like you know, you hear about those, you know, it's in movies where you read a book and it is this life-altering pathway. Yeah, but you know, yeah. I can say and that it, was it. it. It was it, and it, <laughs> it opened my eyes to this, you know, needing to understand the science, the sociology, the politics, the psychology. But thinking about it not in a way where it's preaching what what everyone else should be doing, but trying to understand where people are at and how we can ingrain climate action and decarbonizing our economy into the everyday life that people are living. And that for me is where Clean Energy Canada's sweet spot has been is it's, it's such a solution focused organization. It's not trying to fight the things we don't want. It's trying to build the things we need. It's trying to talk about climate in a way that's accessible and that, you know, no matter where you're starting from, we can have a conversation about, you know, the things, the values we share in common, what we're trying to protect, what we could actually build and the opportunities we could seize and how that energy transition and clean energy is really going to you know facilitate a lot of those pieces. It's exciting. How does someone listening to this podcast as an individual
1: um, connect to you guys? Do you do kind of individual campaigns, if
0: you will? Is that the right word or is it policy? Like, how do you engage yeah, most of our work is really focused on trying to reach out to decision makers and, and sort of influence the decisions we see, empower leadership in industry, empower leadership in government to make some of these changes and that they have the evidence and the support they need. Uh, the first step, I'd say, is is we do an energy review. Every week we publish the top stories you need to know from Canada and around the world about what exactly is happening. Get on there, subscribe, engage with us on social media. We're active, we're trying to highlight those those stories and the trends that are really happening—that's uh, the—that's the best way in terms of information from us and and sort of the the way we're engaging there. Nonprofit, not for profit. Yep. Donations obviously are very important. Yes, although we don't do like membership donations in that way. So we're privately funded through a number of different sort of funding organizations. We do it on sort of a project by project basis. You know, it's a combination of trying to look ahead at what are the challenges that are coming and how can we position it but then also being nimble to opportunities that arise so if there's a specific challenge trying to make sure that we've got the resources to meet it small organization you know 15 16 staff we're we're pretty deliberate about the the pieces we try to do and really try to focus on where there's a solution and how we can really bring it forward love it how do you see solar have have you seen it grow yeah definitely i think as we look at a lot of these technologies, I'm really interested in solar at a household level. I think there's all sorts of interesting conversations, probably starting with utilities in terms of how they really integrate this at at scale. But at that distributed resource level, at that household level, I think solar is a fascinating conversation that we've barely scratched the surface of in Canada. If you look at other jurisdictions, I think California with their recent almost almost power out or brownout that they faced they actually cited the ability to pull power from this huge network of distributed homes that had solar on their rooftops as this key reliability resource that the whole grid counted on oh wow over in europe you see it on any number of different buildings and then on individual provincial level you know i think wind will play a larger role in many provinces but some like alberta saskatchewan where there's solar resource potential I think we're going to see some utility scale solar deployed as well well and we briefly chatted off air about the fact that in Canada solars in its infancy right now and and the sky's the limit yeah absolutely I think it's one of the one of the resources we've seen the price go down the farthest on but but now we're at this tipping point of actually entering sort of mainstream deployment that, you know, the costs are down, that we're starting to see policy levers pulled that let it let homes explore this, bring it into the the sort of loan on the home. And suddenly this is affordable. Suddenly this is something that can be integrated into, you know, an average household in a viable way and, you know, five, ten years down the road, they're finding that their power bill has been cut in half a third a quarter gone it's zero yeah.
1: exactly that's exciting well hey evan thanks for joining us today and clean energy canada how can someone find out more
0: yeah go online clean subscribe to our uh, newsletter every week you'll get the top stories and the clean energy f- uh, that we've sort of curated that you need to know about best way to stay in touch with what's happening
1: i think a large part of solar and clean energy in general is all about that education so thanks for leading the charge on that yeah great to be here thanks
0: for having me The Solar PV Cast by Shift with Chris Palliser. To begin your solar journey, visit shift.ca.